0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 203 to 204 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials covering July the 25th to July the 31st uh, in the book of Esther. Uh, And today we are going to... um, Continue with the story of Esther. I mean, there's not really much. It's not really complicated. We're just going to carry on from where we left off. Uh, Obviously, this is another double episode. Uh, We missed yesterday. Uh, It's an exciting reason uh, for missing yesterday. Uh, Yesterday, we as a family uh, took part in the first gathering of the family cast for the British pageant, uh, which is which I'll just say it's exciting. Uh, It is exciting. Uh, it's been postponed till next year, uh, twenty twenty three, but we're going to try and uh, be part of um, the British pageant this year, which will be a great experience. So, um, but because of that, we had a number of things to sort out in the morning, and then of course we were there for the whole afternoon. So, uh, we're going to do a double episode today. Um, again, might not reach um, the full twenty minute um, target that, uh, or kind of maximum that uh, I would aim for for each episode, being ten minutes, of course. Uh, but we'll see where we get to uh, with this. So we've just spoken about Haman and about his uh, pride and about his um, intentions to remove um, the people of Judah or the Jewish people because of one individual who wouldn't bow down to him. Uh, and just how pride is a, a great um, motivator uh, to do wrong things, basically. We see here uh, Haman's reasoning to the king um, about why the Jewish people had to be removed. Uh, In verse 8 of Esther 3, he says, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people, neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed, and I'll pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. Um, so we see here just complete uh, false um, accusations by Haman um, to get his way, uh, saying that all the Jewish people don't keep the king's laws and things like that and including um, the the lure of money into this as well, so that uh, the king's wealth may increase from this horrible act. Um, so this is just awful, awful uh, motivations and awful suggestions by Haman. And to be fair, the king isn't in the best light here in the fact that he just accepts it. He doesn't question it, he doesn't find out a bit more detail about it, he just does it. Of course, you know, you could argue that Haman is you know, one of his most senior advisors, that he is an individual that the king should be able to trust. And of course, uh, we will see how this abuse of trust that Haman uses to, to get his own way um, will be, um, there will be a consequence for this uh, as the story continues. Um, but this letter is sent out, this decree is, is sent out, to kill and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women in one day. And there's a specific day that is set apart for this to happen. Um, And again, you kind of uh, have thoughts and flashbacks here. Well, not flashbacks, but flash forwards in this case uh, of the Nephites when um, there was a day set apart by the unbelievers uh, that the believers would perish if Christ had not come by that day. Um, And just the fear and the worry uh, that... Uh, is caused by this uh, event would have or would it was would have been caused by this event would have been huge, uh, so much so that Mordecai and the Jews mourn. So in verse one uh, it says, when Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes, and went out into the midst of the city and cried, cried with a loud voice and a bitter cry. And as always, he goes to the king's gate as he always does because he. Is looking after and asking about how Esther is doing. Um, And there was a great weeping and mourning that goes across the city. Uh, So much so that Esther notices this, uh, or Esther's maids notice this and tell her. In verse 4 it says, Then was the queen exceedingly grieved, and she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Now, we don't know at this point if Esther knows what is going on, uh, but he is about to find out. uh, She is about to find out. Um, She calls for one of the king's chamberlains who goes to find out what is the problem for Mordecai. Notice that she doesn't go herself. Uh, I don't know if it's because she's unable to um, or or whatever it may be. But um, the servant comes back and tells Esther all about Haman and what he has promised to pay and what he has promised to do uh, to get uh, rid of all the Jews. Uh, And this is um, referred back to Esther. And, um, And Esther is worried about speaking up or doing anything because, as she explains in verse 11, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the king into the inner court, who is not called... There is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that they may live. But I've not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. So basically, there's this period of time up until or, or, or as the day pass, comes when the Jews will be killed, that um certain people have been called to the king's court during that time. And Esther is not one of them. And so she will be killed if she approaches the king. And in verse uh, 13 It says, Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise uh, to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Now, this is obviously the uh, the big verse, if you like the the one verse that we all remember when we talk about Esther. But we all seem we always seem to focus on the who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Um, and rightly so, you know, it's an important principle, and I do want to talk about this as well. Um, however, that there, there is a, something, a couple of interesting things that come out uh, from before that uh, phrase as well that I want to discuss here. Firstly, uh, the fact that Mordecai points out to Esther that she won't escape this uh, destruction and this this uh, um, evil act uh, as she is a Jew as well. Uh, and of course she has not revealed this at this point and so the question remains, well how would they know, but I suppose ultimately they might be able to find out and uh, she would be killed anyway, so the the worry that she has about being killed to pro- approach the king may well be unnecessary anyway, as that's going to happen anyway later. But what I find interesting in verse fourteen is that Mordecai says, "There shall there be there shall, then shall there enlargement and de- deliverance arise to the Jews from another place." Enlargement here is an interesting word. Uh, it is. Um, the Hebrew refers to breath or relief um, from the Hebrew root of the word. So it's the kind of a relief and deliverance will come from somewhere else. He believes that there will salvation come um, from somewhere for the Jews, um, that they will be, they won't be destroyed completely. And he this must have a, therefore, a complete faith and trust in the Lord. Uh, and again, you know, we've we we we've just mentioned before that the Lord isn't really mentioned at all in this story. However, again, he must have complete trust in the Lord that he will fulfill his covenant and promise to the, the scattered tribes that they will be gathered again. So he knows that they won't be completely destroyed uh, from this um, decree from Haman. He won't stop the Lord from keeping his covenant. But what uh, Mordecai is saying is that He'd rather deliverance come from this clear uh, opportunity here from his daughter, well, his cousin, who he raised like a daughter, um, being in this place, rather than deliverance arising from another place, because she has the the um, the tools, the opportunity, the the moment in which she can act and do something to help save the Jewish people, uh, and if she doesn't use that and he is concerned that the then that um, she and her father's house will be destroyed whether that's because of haman and his actions destroying them here and now or whether that is perhaps because he is worried that the lord has provided her this opportunity to to save the people and if she doesn't take it then then they will not receive the blessings for that um and we don't know exactly but of course we know that with this um, this is linking to the uh, principle of foreordination. Uh, when we read that, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? We may be put in positions where we are put there for a certain reason and a certain moment in time. Perhaps you have experienced that in your life. Please share that in the Facebook group if you, if you can. That'd be lovely to hear some of those ex- examples and experiences. Um, maybe you felt don't feel like you have, in which case, uh, a couple of things you can do is study your patriarchal blessing. It's a wonderful resource to help you fi- feel that a bit further. Deeply pray uh, to find out and to just dis- and to discover what that purpose is. Uh, and make sure that you are living in a way that you can be ready for when that time comes. Because, of course, a forward does not mean that uh, it is certain. It is going to happen. Uh, you have to make sure that you are living in a way that um, the Lord is able to use you when that time comes. Uh, President Thomas S. Monson said, quote, Esther had courage uh, through fasting, faith and courage had saved a nation. You'll probably not be called upon to put your life on the line as did Esther for that which you believe. You will, however, most likely find yourself in situations where great courage will be required as you stand firm for truth and righteousness. Again, although there have always been challenges in the world, many of those which you face are unique to this time. But you are some of our heavenly father's strongest children and he has saved you to come to the earth for such a time as this. With his help, you will have the courage to face whatever comes. Through, though the world may at times appear dark, you have the light of the gospel, which will be as a beacon to guide your way. Close quote. Uh, This is uh, a powerful reminder from President Thomas S. Monson about the need that we have uh, to engage fully in what we have before us, to stay close and true to the covenant path. Esther is inspired by this. And in verse 16, she says, Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, day or night. I also, my maidens, will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So this is is a powerful uh, acceptance from Esther. She is going to do this, and yet she knows... Again, not mentioning the Lord's name in this uh, at all, but she knows that with the power and trust uh, that they can provide from the fast that they are going to offer, that the Lord will provide a way. Uh, Fasting is such an important principle, and I think that too many of us don't use it as we should uh, and I include myself in that as well. I mean, of course we have our fast Sunday, which is a convenient and rem- a memorable opportunity uh, to fast, although again i'm sh- I'm pretty sure that all of us listening will have you know neglected or forgotten to fast uh, on the first Sunday of the month and and sometimes we may not have forgotten or neglected to fast, but we haven't truly fasted and by that we mean, that we are just going hungry and we haven't really opened our fast with a prayer. We haven't focused on a certain purpose for our fast. We haven't reflected on that fast through the day and the reason for it and then closed that fast with a sincere desire to act and to move forward uh, looking for that answer or blessing or inspiration or whatever it is that we are fasting for. Um, so I think that perhaps we can improve our observance of uh, the, the fast on a fast Sunday. But of course, it doesn't just have to be a fast Sunday. Um, we, we should fast, uh, and are able to fast for other, um, challenges, opportunities, um, problems, uh, questions, whatever it may be. We are, we are able to fast at any time, uh, for these things. And the Lord will uh, bless us with a, um, a way forward when we fast, um, Robert L. Simpson said, quote, one of the most neglected and yet most needed laws for this modern generation in a modern troubled world and a modern troubled generation in a modern world of acceleration and distraction is the law of the fast. Fasting and praying have been referred to almost as a singular function from the earliest times. Adam's generation fasted and prayed and so did Moses on Sinai. The prophet Elijah traveled to Mount Horeb under the influence of prayer and fasting. Mordecai's advice from Esther as he faced an emergency from Sushan pointed out that he and his people neither eat nor drink um, three three days, night or day. Um, There are significant changes made at the time of Christ's mission of mortality. The, The law of sacrifice, for example, was replaced by a higher law. We are told that following the master's visit to this, the Western Hemisphere, the people were told to continue in fasting and prayer. So complete and sincere were the people in obeying his commandments that there was no contention among all the people in all the land. Wouldn't it be thrilling to enjoy such a condition today? Uh, We have a great blessing to be able to have the opportunity to fast to receive uh, the blessings and the windows of heaven to open for us. Now, we have a few minutes left, but I do think I'm going to stop there uh, because... One, because a lot of the important principles we were talking going to talk about um, in this week's study in Esther, such as pride and um, coordination and fasting, we've just discussed in this episode. <laughs> so it feels like a lot of the, uh, the, the chunk of the, the in-depth and interesting discussion about the principles we can apply to our lives, we've already talked about for this week. So... I'm going to leave a few more things to discuss uh, for tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do continue to follow the podcast on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. And you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again.